Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink a horrifying amount of beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. We are the Drunk Guys. This week, we are reading the most horrifically long book that we're going to do, and the scariestly long book we've done to date, It by Stephen King. That's right. We're going to do it. (laughs) We're going to do it. (laughs) In the sewers. (laughs) Spoiler. So we're starting with this beer because we got a scary... It is truly a horrifying amount of beer. We have 11 beers, and that's with cutting one or two out. It's like we could save this for something else. We're going to have 11 beers. This is from McKellar, San Diego. There's just so many ways to do it. It is an oatmeal stout brewed with, what does that say, coffee and lactose called Breakfast Club or, or Club. I don't know how to pronounce that letter, the O with a... Like, a, like a, as if O were also cents at the I, same time. I like to believe that it's Club because it'd be more fun, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, I learned in uh, Nor- Norway that the, that letter is pronounced like a uh sound. So it could be club. Club. I don't know. He, he's not Norwegian, the guy's from Denmark, but close enough. So Breakfast Club. Uh, Jimmy, you brought this. Why so? Because uh, the Breakfast Club takes place in the 80s. <laughs> and so does the adult part of this book. But also, really, because it's about a bunch of kids getting into mischief. A little bit more intense than the Breakfast Club, but... Just a little. Only a little bit. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. And they uh, form this like, group of misfits, just like the Breakfast Club, form a band and take on the man. And fight the evil space monster. Oh, wait. That wasn't in the other movie. Or the Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of the beer? I, I like it. I don't like this. I, I think this is good. That's nice. That's got to be strong as shit. That's got to be a big beer. 10 or 11% probably. They make some big ass beers. This is not the type of beer I usually like, but I like this one. I think the lactose really eight percent. Oh, only eight percent. It feels only. big. So the book starts off with uh, what's his name? Georgie. Georgie yeah. is the little one. Yeah, he's is his brother Bill. Bill. Bill is he has like the flu or something. He's like in bed and he makes a like a little because it's the fifties and they have no toys. He makes a paper boat thing. Uh, you know, folds make an origami boat essentially. And puts paraffin on it so it won't get wet. And it's raining out, and the little boy just go runs in the street with it, chasing it down the curb. And then he meets somebody. There's a special man in the sewer. <laughs> yeah. Father O'Reilly. He's like, I like you, little boy. I'm sorry, different book. <laughs> it's a clown. He's like, hey. It's hey. like, yeah, literally, there's a clown in the sewer. Being a clown sucks. I didn't realize it sucked that bad. <laughs> you live in the sewers. They don't, it doesn't pay well. And the clown is just like, hey, Georgie. Well, do you I got come? your boat. Want to come and hang out in yeah. the sewer? And then he's like, I he don't... He doesn't even have a van. He's the worst pedophile ever. <laughs> there's no candy and there's no van, but I have the sewer and your paper boat. Where are you going to get another one of those? <laughs> and so, That's irreplaceable. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't fold up another one of those ever. And the kid's like, okay, I'll go reach in and get the boat. And then it eats his arm, right? Yeah, well, and, just... and, and he dies. Well, yeah. It rips his arm off and, and then he dies of shock. And that's chapter one. Yep. The end of 400 chapters, it's like four billion chapters. This book is fucking unendingly long. So, this is the setup. This is like the first well, it's actually not the first that you find out there's like earlier things, but like this is the, the first major event of this time period because there's two major time periods in the book. Whatever, it's 1958 and 1985. 85, yeah. So, every every 27, 27, every great rock star's lifetime, there is every time Amy Winehouse dies, Penny bad Wa- things happen in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the book is told like it sort of alternates chapters almost, not quite, but between the, what the, the kids when they're in 1958 and then when they're adults in 1985. And they both have to do with the, they're often, they're often repeating the exact same actions or at least doing something similar. Like, hey, do you remember when we did that thing? Then it tells a chapter about how they did that thing. 
Yeah, and a lot of the chapters kind of segue together. You know, like the the, the so sentence you have part of a sentence and the one yeah. and it's and it swishes into being a kid. Nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah. yeah, part of the and there's also chapters that are like historical vignette things where it's like here's a newspaper article. Interludes, yeah. Because horrible interludes <laughs> of horrible things. Yep. So then, uh, I mean, we could fast forward. We, yeah, I don't remember exactly the details because it was like fourteen hundred goddamn pages. But you get essentially you get seven kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the one of the first things is Stanley Uris kills himself in nineteen eighty five. So, so the thing. next very next thing that happens is you see all these kids who are all these characters who you are you are definitely going to meet when they're kids. He it's nineteen eighty five. They get a phone call from. Mike Hanlon? Mike, yeah, from Mike. He's the only one of the group that stayed back in Maine with the thing, with the evil thing. Uh, anyway, stayed back in Maine, and he's like, it's, it's happening again. And he calls all of them out after one dark night, and then they all, there's like, a, each character has a chapter about their dramatic leaving, and like, oh my God, all this crazy stuff happens, and we can talk about that. But one of them doesn't even leave to go back to Maine. He kills himself. Because the evil thing in New England is boredom. Like, <laughs> I'm not going back to that. <laughs> I live in the city now. I can't eat another goddamn lobster roll. <laughs> <laughs> so he kills himself, but he writes it in his own blood on the wall. He couldn't find a pen. He's very goddamn dramatic. <laughs> but first, and this is the, my biggest criticism of the book, is that it doesn't just show that he killed himself. They have to tell you that guy's entire fucking CV. Like, it goes, and then... This, he, this might have been in the cocaine phase of Stephen King's I writing think this is when he like. I think this is a book he said that he doesn't remember writing. Like he just churned yeah, it out. I don't know. No, I think that was Misery, actually. There, I thought Misery he wrote on purpose. Like, I'm only going to write a book that takes place in one room. I thought he did that on purpose. That is a there, he remembers th- actually writing it. There, there were definitely a few Fair. books. I don't know if there's one of them. But yeah, it, it, it does go overly long in a lot of places. So it's like Stanley Uris is the character who kills himself in 1985. Uh, it's not much of a spoiler. It's like, by page 50, which seems like a lot, but that's not even 10% of the book. Uh, and they give you his story of how he became an accountant and he started the working in this one place, and he Atlanta. encountered anti-Semitism, and he had to go to this place, and he met his wife, and he had to court her. And like 30 pages in, you're like, what kind of book is this? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. How much of this information do I need to remember? Turns out, none of it. He then kills himself. Yep. Just like that very unpopular Canadian province, you have to remember, none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah! Let's have a beer. Uh, yeah, next beer. Well, speaking of him killing himself... At one point, Jimmy mentioned at some point in the past or the future or the present that beer never goes into the ten past the tens place of percent alcohol. This beer goes into the thousandths place. It just seems silly. He means decimals. Yeah, not. Uh... No, it's not like this is one hundred and fifty percent alcohol. <laughs> this it's the size of the room. This yeah, it's, just, it's like super saturated with alcohol. This is called Morbid Hour by the Kings County Brewers Collective. It is brewed in collaboration with Saint Vitus Bar. That for metal the bar in Brooklyn? six most metal breweries. It says, yeah, I guess so. I've never heard of it. Mm. It is 4.666% alcohol. Okay. And it is a black pilsner. Black pilsner? Which works in a couple ways, because Mike Hanlon's black. And if Stanley Uris wanted to have less of a mess, he would have taken pills. I was wondering, like, how do you make a pilsner into a dark beer? I think we've had a dark pilsner before and had the same discussion. Like, how so does you that just roast the malt? The, the yeah, but, like, but the whole thing is, like, a pilsner's not roasted, right? It, it's not, it's, it's light. It's just food coloring. It's a badass can. It has, like, the killer from Scream. A spooky, spooky like, guy? With a pentagram and a goblin head. And he's, it has it's no... Like a sweet Hot Topic poster. Yeah, this is awesome. I think I saw some douchey guy with this tattooed on his arm. It's like a Ed it's Hardy. guys at Ozfest. It's an Ed Hardy fever dream. It's weird. It looks like it's heavier than it tastes. It does have a yeah. bit of a roasted flavor to it, though. But it's pretty, it's pretty loose and like watery. Or yeah. I guess maybe it's like a regular beer, but it just looks like it shouldn't be, and so therefore it feels watery. 
Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like you expect this to be more intense and syrupy, like heavy, like the thing we had before. The yeah, clue. more like that one. Yeah, it's light. It's only four point six 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 percent alcohol. The alcohol of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I don't understand what a black pilsner is, frankly. I don't understand how a pilsner is such a distinct style. It has to do with its color and the look. Maybe they made when you it change a deal. it, it's not that anymore. I like the can a hundred and ten thousand percent more than I like the beer. Yeah, it's yeah. Not only is it kind of watery, but there's something in it that doesn't taste good. It's like the the pilsner flavor and the roasted flavor. I don't think they go well together. I think they're kind of bad, and it's still watery. So you know, not really liking it. I agree. Sorry, King. This is. I mean, They've had some. We've had some other things from them that we really, really liked. This is a, a not my favorite, but it's a morbid hour indeed when they all find out that Stanley has shuffled off this mortal coil. So here you sort of get a chapter introducing each of the characters, and let's just quickly talk about each one real fast because they're going to talk about each one pretty fast. So anyway, um, there's uh Bill. Bill's the leader. He's the leader of the losers losers club. He also stutters a lot, and it's his brother. He's the one that died, Georgie. So he's also good at making sailboats. There you go. Bad at being a brother. Um, Ben Hanscom. He's Tubbs. Is, uh, the fat kid. The fat kid who's very smart. There you go. The born architect. He just fucking knows how to build shit. He does. Yeah, right? I just, I just know how to build it, man. The damn. This I is just what know you have how. to do, guys. It just works. Yeah, please. And he writes little, like, poems to the, to the wrote, girl. He wrote a poem. You know what? It paid off in the end. Yeah, it did. <laughs> she wasn't being very picky, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was not. Anyway, speaking of the girl, it's, her name's Bev, and... Beverly Cleary, what's her what's her name? Bev Marsh. Bev Marsh. Beverly Marsh. Anyway. And that sounds like a fucking Midwestern housewife. Oh, Bev Marsh here. You know, like that does not sound like yep. the hot vixen that she is in the book. And then the the her introduction chapter is like really intense because her husband, like you know, the shit ta- he describes how badly he abuses her but all she, the time. She, but and so that's part of her like whole story why she does that. But anyway, and you know, but in order, but she's like, no. I have to go back to Derry. And he's like, no, you're not. And she, like, hits him back, like, really hard. She beats the dick. It's like yeah, that, it's like that movie. With his, with his, with his yeah. belt, right? <laughs> it's like enough, but it's the first part of the book as opposed to the end. Yeah, like, she beats him to nearly to death. Like, he's, like, cut to ribbons. She, like, pushed him through glass tables. and So is she. Oh, yeah. But she beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. And then she... Did she threw, like, a perfume bottle at his head and knocked a oh, dent into him. That's gonna fucking hurt, man. Yeah. Anyway, so he... Uh, and she's a fashion designer yeah. or a clothing designer or something. Um, and then... Smoking hot ginger babe. And then there's Richie Tozer, also known as Trashmouth. He is the... In his later life, he's a Los Angeles disc jockey who makes a lot of funny funny voices. He's basically the Hank Azaria of uh, the group. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Um, he's Bill Hader in the movie. And he's even like yes, right. a... Uh, he's even kind of like a comic character, even when he's a kid. Yeah. When, he's, when the kid, as he's a kid, he's not that funny. They call him trash mouth because he just keeps, he just, all he does is fucking talk shit and just like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're so annoying. And then they, oh, what was the thing that you kept saying beep beep to him? Because he's the roadrunner because he never fucking stops. Just like, dude, yeah. dude. Stop now. He goes, okay. Please. That got annoying after the first three times they did it. And then that was page 71. They don't say beep beep until like near the end. I, no, they do it a lot, man. Really? Maybe not, maybe not page 71, but there's a lot of that. They do it as kids and they do it as grownups too. They do it a lot as grown-ups because it doesn't start happening until they're, when they're kids until the end, I guess. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's like a wannabe impressionist type guy making his jokes he's and shit. He's a class clown. And he was played by the, uh, the kid from um, Stranger, Stranger Things, Things. Yeah. yeah, who was really fucking funny in that movie, actually. Yes. Okay, that's, that's four. Then there's Mike. Uh, there's Eddie Kasprak. He yeah. is the, he's the one with really bad asthma. 
But he's but and the, the overprotective mother. Overprotective right. mother, and then the really overweight wife, who is similar to his mother. He's into but over things. <laughs> she's only in the very beginning. Every character, the thing that's going on in their 1985 life has something to do with what was going on in their 1958 life and, and the stuff with the monster and stuff like that. Anyway. And they don't connect it. They don't really see it right away. They don't see it, no, at all. But that's made clear over the 1,100 pages. All right, so then there's Mike Hanlon, who is the only black person in all of Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Not true, but he's the... Because his the, parents are alive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but he's really the only black guy in the town. Yeah, no, he, sure. he goes to the black church. Like, he's the homeschool kid because he goes... Well, he's not homeschooled. There are actually a few they, more, they but... They allude to them, but he's the only black character, character sure. in this. But, yeah, there, there but they, is... They, like, they don't know him from school. They come across him, you know, in the events, and it's like, hey, you go to that, you know, church school. It's like, yep, <laughs> that's where all the black kids go. Fair. But he's even more extreme a minority in 1958 Maine. Yeah, yes. For sure. Then, you know, numbers would make you suspect. Is and then, a, lastly, yeah. there's Stan... Uh, we already talked about, he's the one who um, kills himself in 1985 when he finds out that it is back. Um, but then he does have a you know significant amount of story going on in the 1958 timeline. And you know what? If he hadn't killed himself in 1985, the book would have been 10% longer because he would have had all these chapters about his own journey in 1985 going through the stuff. So anyway, that's the sort of, those are the main characters of the book. And in the book goes through, each, each one has their own like first person chapters or more like third person chapters told from their perspective. So that one of the reasons why it's such a fucking long book is because they have to do six different characters between two different timelines tell and the inter interstitial interludes. interlude chapters too. So though the particular chapters themselves are not that long. But there's still just so many things. They're not short though. Like I remember I read it on the Kindle. They're so not I don't as short as uh, Dan Brown chapters. No, they're not Dan Brown chapters. But I know as I it took me a long time to read this because I'd be on the train and I'd start a chapter. My train ride might be like forty five minutes. And it'd be like, oh, you have 31 minutes in this chapter. Like, oh, great, I'll read this whole chapter today. And I'll get to it. And then, like, next chapter, you have 38 minutes left in this new chapter. Like, fuck that. I'm not starting that now. Because I'm not going to remember what's happening. There's so many other characters we haven't named. Like, just other people that live in Derry doing then, then fucking the, nothing. Then there are all the, um, all the antagonists. The bullies. All the bullies, yeah. And besides Pennywise, the, the clown. So the biggest bully is Henry Bowles. Because <laughs> oh he's shit. So, I'm just looking at the list here on... Wikipedia. Just there's, just a, straight. there's so many, but the biggest bully is Henry Bowers, who he is a sociopath. Or He's actually not a sociopath because there is one bully who is an actual sociopath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that a. Uh, he doesn't really get introduced until later, uh, Patrick Hochstetter. He has his very people? own special, special chapter dedicated to just him, and it's fucking bizarre. Right. So Henry Bowers is just completely unhinged. He's just a dick. Well, he goes He's crazy. Also, he, he loses his mind, also, possibly because of Pennywise the Clown. Who you haven't really talked about yet, yeah. But he was definitely really awful, even had yeah, Pennywise not pretty been awful. Although, all right, so... For example, he carves, he tries to carve his name into, into, the, fat kid. into the fat kid's stomach. Even the other bullies are like, dude, you need to chill out, this is too much, man. It's like, no, fuck him, we're going to stab him, he's fat. I'm like, oh, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should just ease up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So another thing that you gradually start to realize is that there's something just kind of really evil that going on in, in the town of Derry. And it's not just the evil clown, like, killing people and eating children. It's that people are just terrible to each other because they're just awful. And it's sort of like the magic essence evilness like weird that's it permeating un- the town. undercurrent of everything is just fucked up. And, like, really bad, like, accidents. 
like the ironworks explosion that killed like eighty five children. Oh, yeah. the Easter egg found the children's head and, and tree. Easter, Easter, the the children of the town. This is like ni- this is like nineteen ten oh, or something like or that. Sure. Whatever. Two cycles before. Yeah, they were. Uh, it was Easter, and they were having an Easter egg hunt at the ironworks, and all the children were all around the place, and it exploded. Just and, and none of the furnaces were even on. Yeah, and just kaboom. And nobody found. Nobody won that Easter egg hunt. We couldn't find the eggs. Their pieces were far too small. Couldn't <laughs> find all the children either. Um, and so that's just <laughs> oh, the kind geez. of like really nice terrible night. things that just happens in the town and has been going on for at least. And nobody really seems to talk about it or notice very much. They just think like that. That's no. just what happens. Even, Life the people is just who shit. No- Even the people who notice it are hesitant to talk about it. Uh, the most important character we haven't mentioned, who is central to all this, is Penny. Well, we've mentioned, but we haven't really introduced, is Pennywise the Clown. And we should do that with a beverage. Yep, one of those. So we have two beers specifically for Pennywise. This is the one Nate brought. It is called. It is from the Clown Shoes uh, Brewing Company. Or so brewery. that's the first way it connects. And it is called Pineapple Space Cake India Pale Ale. Fruit of the pineapple. This picture's really weird. Much like Pennywise. Yeah. So Pennywise is the real villain of the book, and Henry Bowers is like the human antagonist. Pennywise is the real evil presence in the book. Yeah. And uh, he manifests himself pretty much most of the time as a clown. Mm-hmm. Hence this book. Hence this beer. But, maybe it's too early to talk about it, but you find out much later that he's some kind of space alien spider thing. Yeah. That's like I the think, end. I think that... It's something like that. I think it's probably if you. It's probably like crazy more uh, complex. Like he's not like an alien because he's like a timeless interdimensional being. He yeah. arrived on Earth kind of like a meteor. Yeah, from well, in space. the age of dinosaurs or something. Well, from space technically, so, but it's not probably something outside of time and space. He's like a deity practically. Yeah, he's, he's like Tom Bombadil, he's like a demigod. <laughs> he's just like a dude I want. Fucking Very Tom Bombadil. Evil. Tom Bombadil could have killed him, and he just didn't bother. He was baked. So what do you think of this beer? I don't really like it. I don't get pineapple. Yeah, I don't either. Something about it feels tastes off. I mean, like yet, it's kind of like 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 that other IPA we had with pineapple in it. You don't really get a lot of pineapple, but probably because it has it all the alcohol, the yeast takes all the sugar out of it. So it really, just kind of doesn't taste like pineapple anymore. It tastes a little. It like, needs more it of the sugar. A little like it's not sour in the sour beer sense, but it tastes a little actually sour, kind of. Something something at the end is weird. It's like not good. It's like it's got a very bitter. Yeah, it's like a Very tang. Flavor. I don't know. It's the shittiest pineapple in the whole world. If this was a New England IPA with pineapple. No, but that other one was. And those are lovely. That yeah. was pineapple and mango, but it was just kind of weird looking. Weird tasting, I mean. Is there um, weed in this? It's called a space cake. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think so. It would probably have cost a lot more if it was. All right, so Pennywise is the clown thing. Yeah, he's some sort of interdimensional being that feeds off of fear. And, and hate. And, and just parts, like, of chil- parts of children. And yep. children, yeah. Mm-hmm. People. And there are a couple of other scenes earlier in the book of just random things in 1985 of people getting... Like, there's, like, the, the gay dude that gets beaten up. Well, they say, like, in this town... By like, the 1985 bullies. There are, yeah. There is, like, six times the national average of people that go missing and murders in this tiny podunk town. Right. And there's a... You see a couple of... You see at least one other scene that I could remember now where it's, like, the fair and, like, the, the two gay guys are together and, then like, the bullies, like, try to beat the fuck out of the guy and then, like, knock him into the... Uh, he made fun of his hat. Yeah. He made fun of his hat, so they beat the shit of him until death, essentially, and then threw him off a bridge. Into, like, one of those, like, ravines. Dumped him into the river. But it's, like, a, it's like what, a it's levee like a, kind of thing? Yeah, it's like a canal, almost. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets... He like and then everyone it. saw the weird guy underneath it holding all the balloons. And, like, the, the, even his gay friend, his boyfriend, and the bullets were both like, there's a fucking guy down there. With balloons. Yeah. 
And the DA is like, we're not going to fucking talk about that. It'll blow the case. They killed him. And the cop's like, I don't know. Man. They both saw it. Like, no. No one saw anything. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, I feel like maybe I missed it in the book, but like, this makes it seem like a very different thing. Like, where, whereas most of the book, it's like magical, why people don't remember. People forget these things very quickly after they happen. But then you have like active acts from this, like the, the DA, it, like, we're not going to investigate yeah. this because this is going to be bad for us. It seems, that to be a, it seems to be a mix of people forgetting and some sort of like subliminal, like, let's just not talk about it. It's fine. It's kind of a mix. It's, I don't think it's like they're not, they know about him and they're covering it up. But I mean, he. I mean, if you were a DA and someone said, there's a fucking clown eating people, you'd be like, fuck you, we're just going to tell them that they killed people. But if they're like seven eyewitnesses that saw it... There's a certain amount of magic in it. Of course, but I feel like this is one of the instances where it's not really magic. Yeah, I mean... It was it, also just kind of like too crazy to be believed. Yeah, like, it's crazy, oh, and it's... I mean, clearly, it's just a hate crime. Not that they called it that specific term, I don't think. But anyway, this, it's definitely just an anti-gay hate crime. And just the part with there's... There was a clown with balloons who happened to be hanging around on the other side of the yeah. ditch or whatever, that seems to just not connect. Yeah, he said That's like, just like so So weird. what if there's, guy, there's a guy down there? It doesn't mean he killed him. He was already dead when they threw him off. Just right. because he has like... Bite marks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a, it's like like a it's hole from the, punch it's in from his the chest. Fish. Right, all those main piranhas <laughs> that you hear about all the time. So then, uh, the, we'll go back to the... I mean, it's hard to order, say what order do we want to go in? There is no question. real order because everything's happening concurrently yeah. in two timelines. It's hard to really... It's hard to really just sum it up. Maybe we'll just do it kind of in the order that the book presented it. Okay, sure. Because the thing is, what you realize is the characters in 1985, even though they're the adults who I guess are now 40 years old or something like that, yeah. they don't remember the events of 1958. It's this foggy thing that they kind of know, like, I remember this person was there. I have these like fleeting glimpses of it. But they don't know the story. They don't know why it's special. But they do know it scares the fucking dick out of them. Like they, Bill never mentions like he never thought about his dead brother. Like he knew he had a dead brother, but he never really thought about it until he got the call. Thinking about him wasn't going to bring him back. But his wife, who he's trying to tell about this, says, "Oh, I didn't know you had a dead brother." His hot actress wife, or more like, yeah, or more like, I knew you had a brother, but I didn't know he was murdered. Like he'd never even, and I never even thought about him having been murdered for all this time. Right. Yeah. Because there's a weird magical memory thing. Going on. So, uh, so what happens next then? Because it's, it's um, pretty. It's a magical so memory. So it jumps back and forth. Friends. Then it, this is like the next half of the book. It jumps back and forth between 1958 and 1985. Obviously, we've said that. But it's, then it's like chapters from each of the characters, how they first encountered uh, the the evilness, like it, and they each each kind of in a different way. Like one of them, like just, just saw a horror movie, and then it sort of like comes to life on the street or oh, something like that. The bum? The mummy bum? Yeah. I'll suck your dick for a nickel or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was the, the, the yeah. leper. I'll suck your dick for a dime. Oh, fuck it, I'll do it for free, kid. And he's and like, then, well, okay. So each the one, price is right. <laughs> so each one has a chapter, has a couple chapters like that, like what their life is like and how they first encountered the evilness. It was the werewolf, that's what it was. Yeah, and then, um, then it goes back to 1985 where they all come back to Maine, except Stan who's dead. And they're talking about, like, what do you think we do? Like, we, how did we defeat this thing before? And what, what should we do to even find it? How do we know it's here? And then they sort of each split up to go off and look for stuff. And they come back. And, and then remember they, on your own. Yeah. But the, so, um, Mike Hanlon, who's been living the whole time, has been like the, uh, the Sherpa. He's the, the librarian. Historian. Yeah, he's a librarian. So I, I can only imagine what the library in this podunk town looks like. They said it's two buildings. Yeah. But, like, how, what kind of books do they have? And they're able to, like, because they. <laughs> They find some weird shit in that library at certain points in the book. Like, ah, oh, here it says we have to do this ceremony with the you know, evil being, the chewed. Chud. 
Um, but yeah, so they have, uh, he's a librarian. He's also been researching this. He hasn't actually forgotten, right? He remembers it. He's well, been he was, researching he's been it the whole time. It, he's been researching, he's been writing it Interviewing down. People, That's yeah. probably why they have a lot of those weird-ass yeah. books. Fair. So he's been researching it. He knows everything, but he's like, he tells the people, like, I can't tell you. You have to find it on your own. And they go wander off, and like Bill finds his old bike in a thrift shop. Silver. Hi-ho, silver. That was like the only thing he could say without stuttering. <laughs> Away! It's like, man, no wonder you got picked on. That is the fucking lamest shit <laughs> that you rode your... First of all, that you named your bicycle. Secondly, that you would... You know, yell at it. To it, it was 1958. Like you're with a lone ranger. Everyone was lame back then. Just by definition, they just were. <laughs> it was the 50s. <laughs> Period. That's what it was like. Haven't you seen TV? Yeah. So haven't, you, haven't, you, haven't you seen Dennis the Menace? Everyone was a lame douchebag. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Our definition of lame comes Facts. from being like you're in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Very much. Uh, anyway, so there are a bunch of chapters about that. Do we want to talk about anybody in particular? You can sum it up really quickly. Bev is really hot, and uh, her dad was a drunk piece of shit in back in the day. And I don't and think her mom her. was dead. And he's like, "Don't be a whore." Her, her mom was. Her mom was around in the book, okay. but she was kind of a minor character. She was totally oblivious to her dad being a fucking right, creeper. Right, right. So he's a piece of shit. That's that. Bill stutters around, and his parents are super depressed and don't, don't talk attention. to him anymore. And uh, Eddie's a hypochondriac because his mom is also yeah. she's a Munchausen <laughs> mother. Yeah. Yeah, by Munchausen's by proxy, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. <laughs> then there, and she's also quite fat, so she's doing a lot of munching in the housing. Yeah. <laughs> then there's... Uh, she's getting all the weight, not by proxy. Uh, Richie Trashmouth just uh, works on his shitty voices that aren't yeah, good. They don't really get into Richie's home life. He's just always at, hanging out in, in the streets. That's where he's picking up his accents and shit. <laughs> My doing hand. a bunch of, like, really, I guess for the time, fine, but now wildly inappropriate voices. Well, he does like a British gentleman that kind one, of but voice. he also does like the uh, okay. oh, lordy, lordy voice just all the time. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's what's happening so here. Uh, I don't really, oh, Mike Hanlon is like hanging out at home with actually the most functional family of the book. Yeah, um, the farmers. Yeah, who like have endured tremendous hardship and they're like reasonable just and how they deal with humans still. Just doing us, man. Then who else is there? Who are we forgetting? Oh, Stan, Stan, you're, I don't really know much about his. He, he's kind of a, he doesn't really get into much into it any either. I mean, he's kind of there because you know he's going to kill himself. So it never really focuses too much on him. Yeah. Like all the kids have an individual experience with some form of Pennywise, except him. Like he mm-hmm. mentions that he had it, but you don't, he never really says too much about it. They don't have a chapter for him. And there are also chapters about how each of, each of them sort of encountered the bullies, the different bullies in the town. These are not like evil, like supernatural evil. They're just like yeah. assholes. They're yeah. like another level of evil. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like the well above average bullies. And it culminates in the, the rock apocalyptic fight. rock fight of Which, 1958. Holy shit, someone should have died in that. They should all be dead. They're like fucking throwing rocks at each other the size of like, you know, small grenades. And from not that <laughs> far away from each other, they should no. be dead. They should all be dead. Well, but also, the, the losers win the rock fight. And that is when the tides are turning. This is Turning Tides, double IPA by Garvey's Point Craft Roots, double IPA, 0.2% alcohol. Jimmy, you brought this because... Uh, many tides turn throughout this book. Yeah, especially the apocalyptic rock fight. Other things we can mention briefly, Ben Hanscom discovers that he is the world's greatest goddamn architect. He's basically the guy from the Fountainhead, but he's a <laughs> fat child. And, it's like, and he just wants to bang the ginger the whole book. Oh, man. It's like, God damn it. I wish I didn't know. They, they talk about his tits so much. <laughs> they're almost as nice as hers. <laughs> no, they're way bigger. He passes the pencil test. So they, he's, they're like... 
We want to go make a dam in this because that's what you did for fun in 1950. Like, hey, there's a stream. You play in the woods. Let's break and, that stream. And in the sewers. Yeah. They're just like going down it's, in the sewers it's to play. Po- well, and then it, the sewer, when they, do, they build the dam, finally, correctly, and everything floods, and the cop shows up who's like a stereotypical like super mick. Top he's of the morning drunk. to you. Yeah. And he's like, you know, this water is all just flooded from the septic system, so this is all piss. And they're like, oh, Jesus, God, it's all piss. (laughs) (laughs) We've been running around in piss. (laughs) We had a splash fight. I've got hep C. So then the guy's like, get get out of your damn damn flooding dam there. And he kicks it down. And they're like, all right, let's go find another game. He's like, I won't tell anyone. Just you do you, kids. Just get the fuck out of here, kids. And he says, don't come out here alone. There's some creepy shit going on. I diddle kids here (laughs) when I catch them. So that's one thing you see. There's also a lot of foreshadowing where uh, I think it's Bill's dad. He's like, oh, the sewers, those have been just built piecemeal over the years, and nobody knows where those all go, and there's no map of them. They just go wherever. So don't play in the sewers. People get in there, and they never get out. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> That'll be important. So one thing you see in the movie, the, the, there's two movies of this. Well, three, I guess, at a certain point in time. There's the shitty, shitty TV one from, like, 1990. It's pretty terrible. It is with Tim Curry. I haven't seen it, but it's, I've watched it's it. It's super corny. Oh, it's, it's balls. It's straight balls in your face. Then there's the new one that came out last year. But they only just did the first half of the movie. It's just the kid's side. But they updated it. They changed it to be whatever, the, 27 it was, years ago. It was the ago. 80s, and then the next one will be current day. Yeah, so it was, like, 1989 or something like that. Yeah. Which actually won't be current day, because the next one comes That'd out in 2019. Close right? Yeah, it's close enough, exactly. Um, they changed parts of it to make it okay. The fucking funniest thing they changed in that movie is when... Well, they changed a, a tremendous amount. There's one really great line they give to... Um, uh, what's it? The trash mouth kid? Richie. Where the the tubs is... He's explaining like, the history of the town. You know what I'm talking about? And he's like, so the, st- the town started as a beaver trapping lodge. And he's like, still is, right, brothers? He tries to high-five him. <laughs> Uh, the fat kid was like super obsessed with new kids on the block. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, just like walking around town by himself with his like headphones on, rocking out to new kids on the block. Yeah, they had the right stuff. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so they changed that. So yeah, so what, I mean, what else happens in the first half of the book? Like they're trying to remember, and they kind of introduce all the things for the characters to remember. Yeah, and like, so you you are gradually introduced to the fact that there's something that's been going on. And there's sort of every around 25 years or so, or 27 years, something like evil takes hold of the town. And it's usually some really violent event starts it. And then there's like a whole bunch of really awful stuff that happens for a couple of years. And then it goes away. And then after another 25, 27 years, it starts again. And so they, they and then you're introduced to this and you're, you're ta- they, you hear some stories about how it happened a couple generations ago. And then they were clearly there for the 1958 version and then they are coming back to try and end it they knew they did something to end it back in 1958 they just can't remember so they're trying to figure it out now and there's also in you know, 1985 it sort of peters out it, it, and there's like a big event and there's a lot of like unexplained deaths and missing people and limbless children but everybody just kind of chalks it up to like man there's some vagrants coming through town like there's so a, many drifters yeah those lumberjacks <laughs> trapping them getting them beaver pelts uh, so one <laughs> one story you hear about is from the cycle before 1958, so I guess 1931, with Hanlon's dad with the black spot. I know what you're thinking. That's what they call it. Not my words. No, yeah, I know that. <laughs> Which was the name of... So Mike, this is like another 40 fucking page one chapter. Of the, one of the interludes. We're like, what does this have to do with anything? It could have been done a lot more succinctly. It could, it's almost a novella in itself. Yeah. I mean, it was... 
I mean, I'm impressed that I stuck with this book. Normally, Nate's the one that quits on a book, but this was the one where I was like, I can't believe Nate read the whole book because I had a hard time sticking with it. I don't know. How do you endure this? How do you think? Uh, you had Stephen King read it to you? No, not Stephen King, but it was an audiobook. How many tapes must that have been when that came out <laughs> in 1987? <laughs> well, VHS. A lot. So, um, so the thing that made it... Well, this the, black is, spot, the, the Black Spot Sword, just to finish up, sorry, yeah. like, is uh, Mike Hanlon's dad is like the black guy. He's in the Army in 1931, which is, of course, segregated still. And or the, whatever branch of the armed services, I think it's the army. They yeah. are uh, they're not allowed to go to like the, the same the, bar, the, the officers' club, and they can't. And so they go to the town where the town people are like, whatever, you have money, we'll sell you shitty alcohol. But then they're like not allowed to go there for some reason. So they make their own bar. They like, got in, like, in a shack. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a shack in the middle of nowhere. Like a garbage juke like, joint they build. They run like electricity to it, and then it's the hippest spot in town. And everybody wants to hang out there, and then including the white people, the white, the young white kids want to hang out there, and that's when the town's like, "Fuck this." So then a whole like lynch mob gathers, and they throw some like was it Molotov cocktails or something like that? Something, yeah, something flammable, something on fire. Yeah, they throw some, and then with the people inside, and they then, lock like, the doors. Yeah, people can't get out, and uh, you, know, like, you could smell the roasting flesh, like awfulness, and in someone you could see like in the fleeting background is Pennywise. Just hanging out. He's just like watching it, getting a and fucking like, clown. People born. thought maybe he just didn't want to be recognized or some shit. He's a clown, right? Because everyone else is in fucking clan hoods, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, that's you know whatever. whatever. You do However, you want to do your lynching, that's fine. <laughs> you want to be a clown, that's cool. <laughs> so that's one of the vignettes to like the background of the town that also relates to the characters. I don't know if there are any actual other ones that relate to the, the Losers Club. I don't think so. Like, there's there's, then there's their sort of like they have Bonnie and Clyde like shootout. Oh, when they the take out the gang, but yeah, that yeah. doesn't really have anything to do with the kids. No. I mean, a lot of it is they will throw in, like, he'll throw in like a line, like, "And this guy did this, and his child, you know, would later be the one to well, be later would be the first to be eaten by Pennywise in the next thing." Yeah, that's yeah. true. So it's like there's you know people from the town are related. They're not really real characters. They're just like throw away literally because they just get eaten, stuff like that. Right. So that's like probably the first half of the book, right? Apparently, mm-hmm. right now, as they rediscover yeah. their bullshit, maybe even more. Yeah, they, they're, they're rediscovering everything until the end. That's yeah. true. Because they have both final showdowns essentially at the same time in the book. The kid version and the adult version. That's true. Um, so let's have a showdown with one of these beers. Do it. Definitely. Which did one? We, I, for this last beer, did we even say whether we liked it or not? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I don't we know didn't. we did actually say anything about it. Did. Anyway, it was fine. It was it an was IPA. It was not that spectacular. Turning tides. It didn't turn my tide. But it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Double Lipa. All right. New beer. Uh, which one would, we, would make sense? Um, uh, go with we can go with Beast Coast if you want. Yeah, sure. This is Beast Coast IPA IPA from uh, Bunker Brewing Company, which is in Portland, Maine. Oh, Ooh, fuck! Which is actually holy shit. Not that Dairy Maine exists, but this would be fairly close to there if it existed. If it existed, it's true. Six and a half percent IPA. There's like something different in there. Can't put my finger on it. Yes, something sharp. Not that that's like a flavor exactly, but... I know what you're saying. Like, I can't define what that is. It's, yeah, it is. Sharp is probably the most accurate description. I don't have any idea what that is. It's it's almost... It's probably it's just something, something really intense hop related. But it's like short-lived. It's like, ah! It hits you on the front of the t- of the taste. Sharply. It doesn't say anything on the can. It just says uh, IPA. Hmm. And it's just a hop. Just how they make them in Portland. I think it's one of those that like super earthy kind of flavor, maybe. You know, that's like intensely, uh, intensely like dirt flavor, basically. <laughs> Some intense dirt. That's what earthy means. When they go, oh, that's earthy notes. It means dirt or pebbles. <laughs> like, 
This doesn't taste like dirt, though. It's like maybe it's like a maybe. I first thought it was some sort of fruit, like an over ripened fruit or something, like something that I can't specify. So maybe it's like a maybe that's maybe this is guava that we still don't know what that is. Goddamn guava! I'm gonna, we're gonna have to bring. If we'll, they said guava, we'll start bringing they would things. say it. Okay, so um, I mean, there's a lot of little stories, uh, and throughout it, Henry Bowers is a fucking humongous dick to the kids. Also, what the movie changed, I guess, because it took place in the '80s, not the '50s. Uh, they left out the staggering amount of racism in this book. Oh, well, sure. It was like, Jesus. There like, was some like, terms get out of my town. Heard. Like, night fighter or something night like fighter. that? I, I don't even know yeah. what that means. Like, when he gets mad at the black kid, he just strings every epithet he can think of into one long run-on word. It like, just like, oh, what the fuck? It's like, super weird. I only hear those ones when people are driving. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then night fighter, I was like, I've never fucking heard of that. I mean, it sounds cool. It actually sounds like a cool thing to be, but I, I guess it's I not. I know it's not, but I, I, yeah, I don't get it either. Somehow that one fell on the wayside. Or Stephen King made it up in a fucking cocaine fever dream. I mean, that's also definitely possible. Never, yeah. There's a lot of racism. They, it's, it's far less overt in the new movie. Yeah, I mean, also because the new movie, I think it's got to be partly is that it takes place in 1988 or 89. True. Even in small town Maine, racism is not a problem like it was in the 50s. Yeah, it's improved to some degree at the very least. To some degree. Definitely, so, no, there's no lynch mobs. In the new movie versions, the first m- whole movie is just the early sto- st- uh, storyline. It's line. just the kids. Yeah, just the kids. And then they're really not telling like the... No, no, no back and forth. Nothing. It's just so, the kids. So they're going to show how they defeated the monster in well, early? You no, know, they show it at the end of this movie. But, they, but it ends and they're like, he's not really done. He'll be back. Yeah, and it's also uh, very different uh, from the movie. Okay. It's, the actually, it's actually way better in the movie. <laughs> I like it. I like the movie ending better. For the kids, at least. Yeah, it make, I mean... It makes more sense as the ending for this movie because if you ended it the way it, it ends in this, they'd be like, what the fuck was that? True. Because they have to have them concurrent in this book. So it's like, oh, I get it. They're doing this again. But if you just did the, the ritual of Chud, it'd be like, this is suddenly really, really weird and I don't get it. And they don't even bring the turtle in. So oh, A lot of weirdness gets cut out of the films. Yeah. They, definitely, they definitely mainstreamed it. I think it was an improvement. I, I, I thought it was a good movie. I think it was different. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right. So then, basically, they're all heading back to Derry, and they kind of meet up. And then you start, you find out that Henry Bowers is living in like a... He's locked he, up in a loony bin. He's, yeah, he's in a mental institution, and the moon speaks to him. Well, he got, he's in the loony bin because he got busted because he was convicted of killing everyone that the clown killed. Didn't he just kill his father? Well, that's well, what he actually he killed. He actually yeah. killed his father, but they blamed him for all oh. the murders. And that's why he went to prison or, you know, an asylum. Because he was also crazy because he was driven insane by Pennywise to a certain extent. That and poverty. That and poverty. <laughs> and his crazy abusive dad. Yeah. The, who was, was he a cop? He's a cop in the movie. He's a cop in the movie. He's, in the book, he's just, a, he's just an alcoholic he's abuser. A farmer. He's a shif, shitty farmer, right? <laughs> who like, teaches him how to hate black people and poison their dog. Right. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he's uh, Pennywise, or the moon, in the, which is Pennywise to... Well, he can take the form of pretty much anything, and he can also just like get into your head. So it starts speaking to him in the asylum, and now that he's like a fat, old, decrepit man. Well, in his you know, mid-40s. But, you know, <laughs> been institutionalized for 27 years. Yes. He's like this drooling, broken thing. He's like, you want to get revenge on those kids? It's the losers squad. And he's been you know, clearly marinating in Henry Bauer's head for almost three, dec- three decades. It's like, those kids are the ones that, it's their fault. So those meddling kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> Would have gotten away with it. So he's like, hey, you're gonna, here's what you're going to do. Uh, like this gate, this door is going to be open, and you're just going to like you walk out and leave, right? Isn't that how he gets out? He takes the form. He of one of the friends. Pennywise 
becomes, he, he appears to the guard of the jail as uh, a person with the head of a Doberman and it eats him. And Henny Bowers just walks out because the guard is dead. Which, if Pennywise had this power, why did he have to have like elaborate schemes to catch children? Because he likes when they're afraid. The fear salts the meat, he says. It's like, you know, when you kill an animal that's afraid, the meat tastes different, but he likes that taste. Shittier is what most people would usually say, right? Well, he's an intergalactic, interdimensional demon, so he likes that taste. True. And he scares children because their fears are much more easy to manipulate. Like, I'm afraid of dogs, as opposed to, I'm afraid I'm living an unfulfilled life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid what my children will think of me in 20 years. I'm afraid I'm turning into my father. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid this dish might have meat in it. Oh, no. Wait, didn't you say gluten-free? <laughs> well, speaking of intergalactic things, let's have this other beer so we can get out of this world drunk. Is this BC Boys? No. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is the other Clown Shoes beer. That's what I brought. It is Galacta Cake Double IPA. It is a 9% IPA. And is it does not... cake? It just is galactic cake. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say any any ingredients that I could see. That would, you know, something about like this is maybe real cake. <laughs> it's probably like is it gal- galaxy hops? Maybe. Probably. Oh, maybe they just really like listening to cake. The oh, band that can't be true. No one likes listening to. I cake. fucking like cake. What? I do. I like cake. Not just the food. You know what? This one actually tastes like pineapple. Maybe I'm like the other one, labeled them. which didn't taste like <laughs> pineapple at all. Uh, but even though it said pineapple on the thing, it, re- it really does. It's I wonder if they. Dance. It's fucking with our heads. It's Pennywise. He's making oh, us okay. taste the things we fear. The moon doesn't <laughs> taste like pineapple. See, now this is really good. It's got a little bit of hint of pineapple. It's, it's a little on the bitter end for me. Yeah, yeah it is. But, for sure. it's, but it's definitely better than the other one. The other one was kind of confusing. There's a lot of sweetness in the front of this. Yeah. Sweetness in the front, dirty in the back. That's how you like it. So, um, yeah. So then Henry Bowers now is on. Like, I don't know if where was he institutionalized in Maine. It doesn't really matter. He was, he's, he's nearby. He's going to make his way there. He's nearby enough that he can kill someone and steal their car and drive there in a single night. And then uh, Bev Marsh's dickbag husband who beats the shit out of her best friend to find out where she's going. Yeah, man. And, uh, and like nobody fucking calls the police. Like I understand to in, in well a, they're sending in, out an SOS. <laughs> <laughs> they're putting a message in a bottle. <laughs> But they should have put on the red light, and they should have like, no, <laughs> not happening. So <laughs> should have called Roxanne. But like he, he beats the fuck out of the wife, and she runs away. I kind of understand from like the story purposes why she wouldn't call the police. You know, like oh, I have to, I have to get there, and then they're going to ask me questions, and that's going to hold me up. I, I kind of understand that. So I understand why the wife didn't call the police for uh, willing to accept that, but why the friend was guts fucking smacked knew around. Knew that this first knew she was being abused like this for years and didn't, it's not like the friend well, didn't know. I mean, that know. shit happens in real life all the True, time. True, but Still. then at the, po- absolutely, but at the point when he then beats the dick out of her, her first action is not to be like, let me call the motherfucking police on this guy. She calls her friend like collect because it's 1985 and there's <laughs> no phones. She's out of quarters. It's like 10, 10, 220. Let me, what's the area code for Maine? She calls the friend and uh, you know, gets through to the operator. But she doesn't call the police and say, hey, this fucking guy beat the shit out of me, and he's on the run, and, this is and he took my car. Like, those are a whole bunch of felonies there. And she's just like, hey, be careful, Bev. That's it. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Magic. The magic of Pennywise makes children forget and women helpless. So, yeah, then, so then you have this like, chase that's developing in the book. There's the main characters. They're trying to figure out what the fuck they yeah, have to I mean, do. It's, it's pretty, he's, he's only mentioned in passing for most of the book. But he's gonna. But you know he's coming at some point. And, and Bill's 
wife, the actress, oh, yeah. flies from England immediately after him where they were working on a movie. One of his scary stories he writes, because he's basically Stephen King. He wrote, he wrote horror mm-hmm. books. But he also fucks hot bitches. Stephen King was like, this is what I wanted to do. No, I did like, I did like that fucking thing this where is he's, my best he's, in, he's in college. <laughs> and he's writing stories. And everyone's like, well, obviously this is a thing about this. And it's really about this. And he's like, why can't a story just be a story? And they're like, <laughs> no. you stupid cunt. Get out of here. <laughs> he's like, can I just like, write a story? He's like, no. And he writes, like a, he writes like a shitty sci-fi horror thing. And they're like, pedestrian. But also, I like how you alluded to this other thing. And it was clearly like something they just pulled out of their ass. It's like, yeah, you alluded okay. to men's inhumanity to men. Yeah, I was just like, I was like yeah, why can't a story just but be a But it's still story? terrible. And then he sells it and get, makes a bunch of money. Which is probably a... He gets it published in, like those, uh, like, yeah. like published in those pulp magazines. Is that how Stephen King started? Oh, I don't know if Stephen King did, but that's kind of what so. he did. He got he published in like a shitty like, like, bi-monthly yeah. mon- magazine thing. Right, right. I mean, I think uh, my remembrance of college, every English class I took, that was kind of how it went. Nobody could just read a book and enjoy it. It had to be a class. Yeah. This I is a commentary on blah, blah, blah. Like everything's a goddamn metaphor for some, something else. And this he, book's about a clown that eats people. I don't think it needs to be about anything else. Cool. Yeah, it can't just be a good story. Like, shit. Like, you don't do that with anything else. I mean, I guess with some art, like with most art, I guess people do that, actually. Art, yeah, art is no so sweet. art interpreted. This, what does it mean? But that's a fairly modern concept, actually. That's like a, that's like a, yeah, like, I don't think people were in the Renaissance were like, hey, Da Vinci. Well, modern in what sense? Like, in the 1900s or, like, probably, since yeah. the Renaissance? Well, like, the modern, uh, no, no, not since the Renaissance. I, probably, I would say probably the 20th century where people are like, now, this can't just be this. There has to be but, some subject. But don't they do that to books that are older than that? Yeah, well, that's... You mean, like, The Giving Tree? Sure. Well, that's the way... that one is just weird. It kind of isn't clear what it means. Well, yeah, that is a strange one, and it's probably purposefully oblique. But the... Um, Opaque, whatever the right word is, I can't think. Right Obliques now. are those are muscles on the sides. It's also like diagonal, like a weird, like uh, you can't see it directly kind of thing. I don't know. But the point is, like you know, now if you go to like college and you study literature, everything's an extraordinarily complex. Well, you have to like choose the lens you're going to use to look at it. Yeah, and critical like, lens shit. Are we, well, not like critical lens like the fucking near state regions. Where <laughs> like, take this quote and analyze it. But they're like, hey, what would a constructivist well, think I mean, of this? What is a deconstructivist thing. thing? What is a women's studies it's, approach? It's an to this? What adult is a, version an, of that. What is a colonial studies approach to this? Like, what? How do we apply this to this other body of knowledge you have? And how does it rep- relate or comment on that? The one problem with that is like you can kind of say that about it. You can make anything relate to anything at a certain point even if the author didn't intend it. Mm. Like, even if you're talking about something that didn't really exist when the author was writing. Yeah, it's, it's odd. I mean, I get some of them are certainly... Like, when we did fucking, what was it? Uh, Never Let Me Go. Sure. When they just said... Uh, I didn't get it, but you guys both told me it was like... He said it was an allegory for the subservience of the common people to aristocracy or some shit like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess it makes it a little better, but I had no fucking idea. Like, if no one told me that, I wasn't going to get it. Well, I think, yeah, so that's, a, that's the sort of thing, like, I didn't take a college class on that, and I mean, it could have been totally wrong, but I think... Oh, didn't he say that it was? Um, I know he said some of his other things were allegorical. I don't remember if he specifically said that one was right now. Okay. Maybe, if I said that in the episode, then I'm I sure he did either. say it, because I don't typically lie on purpose on the show. I do. I know. <laughs> We've caught you. <laughs> I, I tell you immediately. It's this fucking ridiculous <laughs> things you say. Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, for that, it's like, that's a little different, though, because he's, like, still alive. He's writing today. And all of his books have, like, an allegorical function to them. And he's spoken about it. Mm. But, like, when you try to do it with somebody who's been dead 100 years, you're like, I'm pretty like, sure this what is... What did Sylvia Plath mean? Yeah. She meant... She meant I'm going to kill Mitt suicide next year. Yeah, yeah, Bill. Bill was like, I just want to write a story that's funny and scary or whatever the fuck it is. And they're like, you can't do that, pleb. And then he 
makes a shit ton of Is money. How do you say that? I've heard both pled and plebe. Okay. I mean, I mean that I'm not going to say it's definitely, but it's that seems to be a little more autobiographical than anything. For sure. It's like, I just want to write a like, story about it where a car eats people. And I was like, well, what does it mean about, is this about the Industrial Revolution? Like, <laughs> no! <laughs> How machinery just chews us up and spits us out, man. I think <laughs> it would be capitalist system. an awesome <laughs> like, master's thesis or, or dissertation even where you take Stephen King books that are clearly about fucking just werewolves or whatever. Well, And you find some ridiculous way to relate them. Like, actually... Salem's Lot is about suburban sprawl and <laughs> the development of the furniture industry. So then, uh, what else happens? I can't remember. Everything the other happens. Stupid They're all walking around town happens. trying to like remember everything. Oh, Beverly drinks a cup of shit. She drinks a cup of shit. She does drink a cup of oh, shit. Oh, she goes back to see her dad in the uh, in the apartment she used to live in, and there's an old lady inside of it, and she's having a cup of tea with a lady, and of course the lady is Pennywise. Yeah, she's like, oh, your father died a few years ago because like, Bev ran away from home or something. I ate his heart or you know, some weird shit. And then he's like, she, hey. starts to, she starts to visibly rot. And then she realizes that the cup of tea she's drinking is filled with human shit because Pennywise lives in the sewers. And he thinks it's funny to fuck with people. And I mean, it's not wrong. It's funny to make people drink shit by accident. Jesus. <laughs> oh, That's a prank. That was the... <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Ha-ha. April Fool's. That was the grossest part of the book, by the way. When like, oh, she's drinking a cup of what, shit. What about when they're, when they're crawling to his domain through the shit pipe? Oh, yeah, that, that, where that they are just like yeah. covered in shit. And they get out and they're just like wiping off the biggest chunks of it. <laughs> they definitely got some dookie in their mouth. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> dookie coming out of his shorts. There's <laughs> trouble in Dookie Island for sure. To take off my shoes. To make them for the dookie. It's the fucking funniest song. What beer is next? How about we have that big yellow one? Because yeah, like the children, we're going to have a juice break. Is that a connection? <laughs> yeah. They're kids. Kids have a juice breaks. <laughs> Jesus. This is from uh, Garvey's Point again. Preferee juice break. I, I thought that was a pretty direct connection. New England style IPA. Yeah, but it's not a connection to anything that actually happens they're in kids. the book. It's just implied because they're kids. They're big. They're a big group. Of children, they're definitely going to have ju- juice breaks. Remember that time when you're like, is that my thing? Did I get the stretch beers? Yes, Nate. Uh, do you agree? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hashtag agree. <laughs> also, when Stan kills himself, they broke the juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, just one. His wife lived. No, she was broken after that. It was made with oats and pills and malt and I think wheat. I was really excited for this one. It, just from the can, it looked like it was going to be real good. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I wouldn't. I, I was hoping this would be better than it is. I mean, it's definitely it like a New England one, yeah. It's so New England style IPA. Yeah, it's it's like that. Sweet. I thought it was gonna be like a super, one of the super juice ones. But it's. I, I like it. I is like it it. Maine in New England? Uh, Maine is yes. newest England. There you go. That's your connection. Is it? I like mine better. Actually, Vermont is the state that was added last. Yeah. Oh no, I, I made England. that newest England part up. But I, Wait, was Vermont part of New Hampshire? Is that where they carved that out of? Vermont wasn't even a state. But it wasn't even a colony. It, it wasn't was even, it was not even a colony. It was the first state that became the first state. I thought they like. I thought they split that. They were like, "No, we're more boring. No, we're more boring. Let's make our own state. <laughs> Fuck you and your maple syrup. I'll take my maple syrup over here. You can go pay sales tax. We won't." Yeah, they and take that's how that, it They take syrup way too seriously. No, it, uh, I think it actually split off from New York, not from New Hampshire. They split. They split it from somewhere. One of those states was just like you're in New York. Now. But it was literally like unsettled. Basically, still almost is. Still is, yeah. <laughs> have you ever been there, man? It's there. Have yeah. It's really very, very it's beautiful. Just, it's just all trees. All with twelve one, people are real nice. With one Ben and Jerry store right in the middle of the state. That's it. 
Man, when I was there, the Ben and Jerry's line to get in, like for the cars to get into the parking lot, was like onto the street. I'm like, fuck that shit. Let's go to the Alchemist and get a lot of beers instead. <laughs> Priorities. You can get Ben and Jerry's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I think you get like special ones. Maybe the real Ben or Jerry. This is fine uh, beer. It is not my favorite New England style IPA by any stretch. No, it's not. But it really, that is very quickly becoming like the thing. Yeah. They're everywhere. This is, definitely, uh, this is definitely like a zeitgeist industry. Well, that's beer, right? I mean, it's not. A, you, you, could, you could turn around from pouring shit into a bucket of water to putting it in a can. In like two, shipping it to a store in like two weeks. Like beer is really swift. It's not like wine where you have to, you know, age it for throw months. the fucking grapes and shit and blend barrels and garbage like that and age it for a really long time. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to this dumb book. So then, uh, so they're all like kind of like chasing things. The kids are chasing. Or the adults are chasing their memories and they're chasing Pennywise, who's kids, also haunting them. The kids them. are seeing their worst fears, and the adults are seeing crazy weird shit. Yeah, so some of the worst fears was like the the leper because Eddie is a hypochondriac. He sees the leper guy who's like nose has fallen off and he wants to suck his dick. Suck your dick. And then um, was it Mike? Who's, no, Mike sees like the Mike bird. Mike sees the giant bird. Giant bird. Yeah, I don't really understand why he saw a giant bird. They explained it uh, later on at some things. Like he he's like Mike never understood why, but the reason was because when he was in a oh he's in a crib or something. He was yeah. in his carriage in a stroller, and a bird landed on and started fucking pecking at him because his parents weren't paying attention to him, and they oh no, and they threw it away. And then, um, is it Richie who sees the werewolf? Richie sees the werewolf because he just watched I'm a Teen Werewolf at the movie theater. Right. And Ben sees the mummy. Right, yeah. And uh, Bev, it's like her dad, right? Oh, in the movie, it's her dad. Like her... And Be- Bev sees the blood come out of the sink. Right. And then they, and all the kids see it, too. And they're like, holy shit, that was some period, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That's, like like a... A, that's like a semicolon. That's not a period. And, uh, yeah, grammar puns. And so, uh, mechanics puns, rather. So they, uh, she, she bleeds all over the room, and they're like, let's clean it up. And the adults, like the dad, was like, hey, what are you doing? And they're like, nothing. He's like, okay. And he leaves. But they're covered in blood, and he doesn't well, he notice. he says that to her because if he saw boys in the room, he'd beat her to death. Right. But he doesn't see the blood either. Yeah. Like, the adults can't see it. Only the kids, like, only if Pennywise wants you to see the spooky spooky, can you see it. Uh, I forget what Bill sees. Oh, Bill, doesn't he see his brother? He sees his brother. And they also see the picture. They look at a picture move. The picture of, the pictures of his brother. And Pennywise in the background of something. running out at them, and he gets his fingers cut by reaching in. Yeah. Uh, am I forgetting somebody? Stanley? He doesn't really count. Stan never talks about it. Or like he mentions it in passing. I think he might see the clown, but he just kind of says, oh, it's so weird, I don't talk about it. I forget which one of them actually saw it as a clown, though. Like, was They it... all see it as a clown, it like, it like changes back. Right, right, right. But I, in the movie... Oh, no, it was in the book. I'm getting confused now, because I saw the movie more recently than I read the book. Um, Stan saw two drowned boys. Found them barely uh, found yeah, them so the, some of the missing kids? Yep. Uh, but I thought like it only it took the clown form, because one of them was afraid of clowns or something stupid like that. Yeah. That Richie? Richie's the werewolf. But I thought it was because someone was afraid of clowns. I wasn't sure if he was the one that was afraid of the clown. That I mean, uh, hasn't it been taking the clown form for like years and It's just years? kind of the default one of the clown form because it can get you know, the lowest common denominator for children to lure yeah. them in. Yeah, People, Clowns are inherently spooky to kids for some reason. There's a fear of clowns. They're I heard that's called whatever clownophobia is. I'm sure we can find that out, but it doesn't matter. Bozophobia. <laughs> Squeaky balloon animal phobia. <laughs> well, those are just those are just scary. Ronald mcdonald phobia. Mm. I think it's actually when you're afraid of McNuggets, it turns out. D's Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> how about... Oh, man, those kind of puns make me grimace. So <laughs> let's have... How about we open a beer, and then we talk about how they finally defeat the monster. Okay, so things look very bad. They look dark, even. Wicked dark. What does it say? It's called Wicked Dark. Okay. That's my shitty New England accent, by the way. Um, 
That is wicked dark. Dak. Uh, Dak. That's what it says. It says wicked Dak on the can. <laughs> this is in. This is also made in Maine. It's an Imperial Stout from the Baxter Brewing Company. Well, wicked in, Dak. When I was in Boston, there were cabs with like the little, you know, the thing on top of the triangle with ads on them, and they had ads for the Boston Aquarium, and it said shock. <laughs> <laughs> See chowder before it's, before it's dead. <laughs> this is an intense beer. I think it's like twelve percent alcohol. It's fucking kicking my balls right now. 12 malts. I think it says 12, 12, 12, of course. 10%. Oh, 10. Okay. That's a big one. Whoa. Very strong. Yeah. Woo. It, I mean, the, it's an appropriate title. And it's from Maine. Double win. Very sweet. But a little bit of a roasted flavor in there on the back yeah, end. definitely. I like this. It's not my favorite type of imperial style, but it's actually quite good. I might drink more of this after we're done. I don't want a ton of this right now. It's a little too warm, right? Yeah, exactly. But, like, you I know, can't sweat anymore. it's okay. Yeah. I would, I would drink this. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. So, uh, what then happens? Is it wicked good? Um, wicked good. I wouldn't say wicked good. It's, it's pretty good. Wicked good's like really, really I, good, right? I have to admit, when, like I, mad. when I went off to college, I did have to train myself to not say wicked. Because I, I, really, I really did say wicked. I found myself saying wicked more since I got back. Well, yeah, because you learned it there. Yeah, those fucking bastards that ruined me. It was bred to say it. It was wicked hot. I really did have to stop myself. Was anyway. It, was it wicked difficult to do that? It's wicked hot. It was not, actually. <laughs> Just don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> it was very difficult <laughs> <laughs> thank you sir yes. uh, so yeah, what the fuck in the meantime that? before they have the final showdown crazy bowers henry bowers gets in touch with mike the librarian and they have a they have a stab fight wait can we rewind for a second we didn't talk about when henry bowers got a hand job from his friend i think that happens after so this that happens in 1958. Yeah, it but happens in the book it in the children's. After. But like for some reason, it takes a long time to get to that point. Bev, okay. Bev, as a child, comes across them in the junkyard where they're all naked from the waist down, lighting farts. Which and so she's hiding in a funny. car, yeah, like laughing because if they, see, if they see her, they'll you know beat her half to death because she's one of the rock fighters. But she's just watching these kids light each other's farts and laughing hilariously how they burn their asses. And then two of them leave. I don't see anything wrong with this so far. <laughs> then two of them leave, and it's just Henry and a new bully who they don't really mention up until this point, who's Patrick Hochstetter. And then this becomes Patrick Hochstetter's chapter, and it's revealed he's the weirdest character of the he's whole He's a solipsist, right? He doesn't believe anything exists but him. He's a, basically a sociopath psycho, and yeah, he, nothing is real except him. And he knows there are rules he has to follow, so he doesn't want to upset anyone, so he just follows the rules. But also, he locks a bunch of animals in a fridge so they can suffocate to death, and he watches them die, and he laughs. And he killed his little brother as a baby because he made his meals late. <laughs> and he tries to suck Henry Bowers' dick. <laughs> He's like, oh, hold on, Henry, let me just do something. And he like, starts giving starts, him a like, handy. jacking him. And Henry's like, all right, let's we'll see like, where this goes. And he's like, Patrick Cockstucker. He said, do you want me to put it in my mouth? And he's like, what? He's like, why not? It'll feel good. And he's like, you tell me when you did this, I'll fucking kill you. I was like, you got hard. I saw you, man. He's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Two of my senses recognize it. I felt that hardness. <laughs> and then he leaves. And then Patrick goes to check on his fridge full of dead animals. <laughs> and he opens it up, and it's full of winged leeches. And they latch onto him, and they suck all his blood until they explode. And then he dies of blood loss, and he gets dragged off into the wilderness to be eaten by a clown. Yeah. And it's like, this is a bizarre chapter. But how was that Pennywise feeding off of his fear? Sometimes he, he didn't have any fear. Yeah, so then he, he wasn't even like fun to kill. Like, that was just it's like still a, probably fun to kill. Needed a snack, kind of kill. He's an interdimensional torture being. He just wants to have some fun. Still, he's like the Hellraiser guy. He's still got He's still gonna eat the meat, whether or not the kid's scared. And he eats plenty of adults too. But they get scared. Like he, I mean, they always try to get something like a traumatic kind of scenario. Yeah, like he likes when they're afraid, but he's not gonna be like, oh, this isn't done yet. Send it back. 
still medium rare. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, he's not too picky. That's weird. Some some weird shit. Then, I mean, maybe the fight scene, scene between uh, Mike and Henry in the modern day happens before or after that. Oh, but before, he stabs the that, cock out of Mike. He, he, stabs, he stabs the cock out of Mike in a leg, and he's bleeding out. And then, is it before or after that his dead friend... The other bully appears, and then, and then he comes to the. He goes to the hotel to kill the rest of them. He goes to the and hotel they, to like, kill there's Eddie. A big fight. Or any of them. Yeah, there's a big fight in the hotel room. And, and Eddie kill kills him, and he breaks Eddie's arm. Well, there was there was like some other ghosts he saw, like the other kids that the disappeared. O- the other the other bullies were like helping him on his journey, and he's like, "I saw you get your head ripped off by Frankenstein." He's like, "Yeah," and it's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, okay." My bad. I'm sorry I ran away. He's like, fuck off, dude. Go kill these people. Yeah. So are they like trapped in some sort of hell with it's Pennywise? Pennywise. They're like not even Pennywise really is taking the form of them to fuck with him. I, there's no ghosts in this. It's okay. just him. I wasn't clear about that. I never got the impression. It's that just the inter, interdimensional space being. Yeah, it's just it's that just loves the space demon. Fear and violence. Yeah, ghosts. That's absurd. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep it reasonable, guys. More than one just, black family it's in Maine. Just the hell, the hell feared being. Yeah, he fears off of uh, he feeds off of their misery and their strife. So then, uh, the, what happens in the fight scene? Like, I think it's, uh, what's his name? Bill is fucking Bev, so they're in the wrong room. Or Bill something is like fucking that. Bev. So Henry goes to the wrong room, right? He just finds, I think he finds the first room he can find that has one of them in it. Because the, like the, the ghosts give him the list of rooms that like, go kill these people. And they're like, cool. And he starts with Eddie, because Eddie's the little sad, hypochondriac, weak bitch. But Henry's bleeding like his a motherfucker. Because drove Al Pacino in a limo or something like that, right? Yeah, that was his whole interest. He's like, you got to go drive Al Pacino around a limo. I'm like, what if he's mean? He won't be mean. Who Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Driving through these red lights! <laughs> say hello to my little friend. Yeah. <laughs> so That's what I'll say. He won't be mean. No, nah, his wife's a big girl. Yeah. <laughs> they all look she, she a big girl? <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, yeah, so Eddie fights him off somehow, though, right? Well, he's bleeding out quite a bit. No, Eddie or... Uh, Henry is he's kind of weakened by being stabbed in the stomach a few times. Right, right. And he's, like, all fucked up, and he, like, just gets lucky, and he, he breaks Eddie's arm again. Right, he did it as a kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Eddie stabs him with like a with a champagne bottle or some shit, and he finally really dies. And he's not a bitch for once. And then they're like, guys, quit fucking Bev. There's time for that later. We all have to go. Later, Spoiler later in the past. And, um, and then also, they all start to descend towards the final showdown in both timelines. But they found out in the kids' timeline that they have to do the chud with uh, the ritual of the, the chud. The ritual of the chud, which is so fucking dumb, by the way, because it's, it, it's chud, which was a crappy horror movie from like 1983 or something like that. Yeah. That movie was out before he wrote this book. Well, it's not, it's not an acronym in this. Who right, knows what but the like, fuck it is. he, he could have picked any other combination of phonemes. Well, they gave it an umlaut. Right. So it's a chud. I don't know chud. how to pronounce that then. It's a Scandinavian chud. They're much taller <laughs> and blonder. Yes. So, so they go down to the final battle. But they find, what's the chewed thing again? They have to, like, you have to bite its tongue. Bite it's like its a tongue. Tibetan nonsense thing. Yeah. That they just happen to it's have. It's like a battle of wills. So f- it's psychic battle, a biting of tongues. Not actual. You don't have to actually chew on its tongue. That's gross. But what, what fucking Dewey Decimal nonsense catalog card did they pull out in 1958 to find this? Uh, in the Derry Public Library. Well, it could be. Don't know. It could be. Uh, like how do they find it? Is my point. Intervention by other beings. Someone besides like Pennywise? The other, t- the other character we haven't mentioned yet because he didn't come until the end. The turtle? The turtle. The weirdest character in a book where one of the characters is an interdimensional fear being. Who looks like a clown most of the time. Yeah. This is the turtle. Who has a name? I can't remember what his name is. And no both idea. the turtle and it are from outside of time and space. And apparently the turtle created universes when it barfed in its shell. 
This is where the book starts to fall off the rails for me, by the way. It starts to get really trippy. Where it jumps the shark? It, uh, yeah, it, and then it takes a dump on that shark. Uh, we're going to open this beer, since uh, talking about creating universes and something. It's called Shared Universe. No, it's by Shared Universe. It's oh, called Filling the fuck. Void. Fuck, well, you know what? That works, too. It's called Filling the Void, because they live in the void, and they share the universe. And the turtle fills the void with more universes that it shits out. Just takes a dump. <clears throat> universe. Talking about Milky Way. Love these lactose intolerant. That's what I was going for. So this is a cider, right? Yeah. Well, it was like... The margarita cider or something like that says on it. This is a very weird description. Yeah. Hop. Sour sop. Sour sop margarita cider. I don't know what that means. Oh, dear God. Actually, it, most of the sour things, that's like the first 10 seconds, you're like, I want to die. This, it's only the first half of a second. And then it very quickly turns into just like, man, it's, I don't like this. It's weird. Sour sop is some sort of Caribbean fruit thing. Oh, it's weird. I don't know. It's got a weird texture, too. Yeah. I'm, There's shit in it. I mean, I'm tasting, and this is very bizarre, horseradish. That's what I'm, the, that's a flavor that, I'm like, getting out of this. burn in the back of your nose? Yeah. I fucking love horseradish. I wish it, I tasted that. Yeah, not a good, it's not horseradish well, in I a good way. I see what you're saying. I see like, how it like, clears your sinuses. It's weird. This is one of the weirder ones. Very. It's not bad. some wild shit. It's not bad. I don't want any more. No, I don't but, want this much. But yeah, it's interesting. Well, they fill that void. Where the turtle is. Yep. I don't know his name either, but he's a turtle. And that, when I was reading it, I was like, man, I just fucking read 900 pages of this nonsense. It's like and now you're telling me G. there's a flying turtle? A cosmic turtle. That is so dumb. Turtle all the way down, man. I, and that's what I was thinking, because not long before I read this, I had read Turtles All the Way Down. <laughs> and not long before I read that, I had read Discworld. So I was like, man, that's It's actually thing. just called The Turtle. I mean, in, in the Stephen King universe, it has a name. I don't know what the fuck it is, though. Yeah, everything has a name in the Stephen King universe, even in death. No, even in death, it has a name. Even Before in life, that it does not. Everything has a name in the Stephen because this I've, turtle is Robert Paulson. But <laughs> <laughs> they all, all of his fucking books connect. Apparently, yes. I have only read a few, but so I don't know how well they can. But they do mention Shawshank Prison in this, right? Apparently, Hearts and Atlantis mm-hmm. is a big one too. I, I don't. I've that never, was like a crappy movie it. with Anthony Hopkins. Right? Yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a Stephen King book. I just thought it was like it's a weird HBO movie with with Anthony Hopkins, like ten years ago, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I think it was. I don't know what the fuck it's about. I don't think it's actually about Atlantis. No, who knows what it's about? It's about a spooky lamp. <laughs> <laughs> at Lampus, <laughs> yes. The heart is at the lamp where the lamp is. That's it. That's the book. There. <laughs> it's a strange, a strange adaptation. Rosebud. <laughs> what does it mean? Hearts where the lamp is. So uh, yeah, that's what it means. Uh, so the turtle, uh, they find out that, and they have to do the, the, the turtle just the says, "Hey man, you guys are doing pretty good. You got to take him out though, because he's fucking everyone's shit up, and he's really bad." It's like we got to fight him. Just you know, don't let go. Make sure you get him, because if you fuck it up, he's going to come back, and he's going to be pissed. Wicked pissed. Wicked pissed. <laughs> he's a wicked pisser. <laughs> I found out that means a good thing. Oh, is it? That's I found. Good. I asked yeah, people yeah. from areas, and I said, it's a good thing. Nate? Yes? Yeah, I think so. Nate's forgotten. Just like the Actually, adults I'm not in totally it. sure. I think, I in, at, least, at least in mass, a wicked piss is, is a good thing. Like a funny person or something? It's like he's like a, a great joker? time. Like a good dude. It's oh, like, okay. Wicked pisser. I don't know what the fuck it means. It's stupid, but I don't know. but it is not a wicked pisser. He's just a wicked douche. Right. Who will make you drink some wicked piss or shit? Yes. Yep. And he'll also eat all of your friends. Nice guy. So in both timelines, the kids crawl through the sewers, crawl through the poop, through the through in the dark, with only like one book of matches, and then they are able to like make it to the evil demon's lair, and then they which is. Deep in the sewers that like nobody could navigate. As I said earlier, they have been built piecemeal over the years, and there's not even one map anywhere. Well, Leave it to some pubescent children to figure it out. He's been psychologically manipulating the town forever. He's like, hey, I want a little bit more sewer over here. I like it dark and covered in poop. <laughs> and then they get to they get to the evil being's lair, 
And then they fight it, you know, like in both timelines at the same time. Bill engages it in the ritual of chud. Yep. Hey, let's see my chud. <laughs> and I have to admit, I was like not really paying attention at this point. I was just, oh my God, I want it to end. And then like, oh, they're fighting the thing. So I couldn't tell you like what they really have to, happens. They have to just, it, if you're not afraid of it, it has no real power over you. If you don't believe that is a thing that could do it, it can't do much. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it's just some... like something wicked this way comes, where you like where they defeated the evil monster by singing "Oh Susanna." This is not quite as bad as that. And doing a jig. It's some fucking lame vision quest nonsense. Like just be brave, and it will fail. Like, okay, I'll still kill a few of your friends though. So as children, they don't fail a hundred percent, but like they enough to like beat just place them dying, but it runs away. Right, right. And they don't finish it off. And it's a big spider. Yeah, which is also in the, I, in the new movie. I don't think it was a spider ever. No, but it in, was not. But in the shitty John Ritter movie, it, it was, was a spider. spider. But in the I book, it's a, he said, it's a spider, but it's not really a spider. That's merely the best that the brain could do trying to comprehend what it really was. Because when they go in there, they find Bev's shitty husband, and he's dead. Because he saw what it really looked like, and his mind exploded. And Bill's wife is there, and she's catatonic, because she kind of saw what it was. Right. And she's like a zombie up in the spider web because he's got a web for, for snacking. I will say I liked in the movie, the new movie, what they did in the, like they have all the children like floating in this Yeah, the floating. Thing. That was pretty cool. The tower of children's discarded goods. Yeah. That all was, the children's eaten. That was pretty cool because in the movie, he's like specifically into kill kids. Yeah. In the book, it's like, yeah, he'll take an adult. He'll kill he whatever he can kill. Yeah. I, I like just so hungry. <laughs> well, then they, in the, in the uh, children's timeline, they... Defeat him most of the way. And they're like, great, let's go home. And they're like, I think he's not dead. And everyone else is like, no, he's definitely dead, Bill. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, no, he's definitely dead. Let's go. I was like, okay. And then they go, and then they get lost, and they're scared. And then it becomes the weirdest thing in the whole world. We actually have two beers for this. So let's start we with have two beers for this? <laughs> yes, we well, do. I think we need at least six. <laughs> That's what Bev said. Six cigarettes. So this is Nate's purchase for this specific scene. This is Victory's Summer of Love Ale. <laughs> <laughs> so as the, they're wandering through. I forget if it was Eddie or... It's actually just Summer Love. Oh, Summer Love, sorry. Uh, summer of Love, it's not 1967. So um, Summer Love, pardon me, Victory. Uh, I forget if it's Eddie or Richie is the navigator who just has this uncanny sense of direction and it's totally fucked up. And he's like, I don't know where... We should be over here now because we made a left before, so we'll go this way now. And they can't get their way out of the sewers. But before we have, get to that part, what's the beer like, gentlemen? Is it Pilsner? Uh, yes, I think so. Oh, it's kind of, whatever, kind of generic. It's all right. It's Aromatic golden ale. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a pretty light golden ale. Light, great, great summer beer. Mm-hmm. Very good summer beer. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, 5% and change, 5.2. I don't know what, what makes this a light golden ale versus just saying it's like an American pale ale. Sounds better. It sounds a little, little classic. Marketing, yeah. There's probably some subtle differences that we're just not, we're not couth enough to get. So they are like, how do we get out of here? Whatever shall we do? And Bev has an idea. Nate, remember what her idea was? I do. Uh, what was it again? Bev says, it's like, she says, I'm like, the one thing I can contribute. She says something like that. <laughs> I have Sweet. to have sex with all of you. None and they're like, words, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we have to remember this when we're adults, when it comes back. So we have to fuck we right have to now all, in the sewer. We have to all be together. And so six 12-year-old boys run a train on her. Yeah, and she picks, mm-hmm. is it Bill to be first? Because he would be gentle. He was the nice one. And she was the one, he was the one that she was into. And she's like, Bill, Bill would be gentle. And he was. And then surprisingly, the one with the biggest wang was the fat kid. Proving there's some justice in the universe. <laughs> to go there, like, they talk about his tits all the time. But he's got the biggest dick. Which is pointed out. Like, we're not Most making of the that weight up. went to his dick. 
He ate his dick big. <laughs> oh, all my, all my weight goes to my dick. <laughs> I just keep eating. Just go straight to my dick. And she's like, oh, man. Ooh, girthy. Yeah. She bangs everyone. She fucks them all in the shitty sewer. Yeah, it literally shitty. Yeah. There's poo-poo everywhere. <laughs> poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> and they all fuck her. And she's and like, like, I feel a lot better now. Let's get out of the sewers. <laughs> And then the guys go like, yo, the plan worked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie, what's the real way out now? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this scene was not in the movie. Neither film uses this scene. Neither. That's illegal. It's so fucking weird. I, uh, and it's like 10 pages long. They asked Stephen King about this scene. He's like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? And he's just like, I think it's weird that I wrote this a whole this book the where talk. children are getting massacred horribly by for the entire thing, just violent, horrible depravity. Or depravity, and all I want people to talk about is you know one you know, child, just gang a bang. child orgy yeah. at the end. Yeah, just one weird, one quick little child gangbang, and oh. you forget all about the horrific violence. Now, this is where Stephen King's being a fucking dickhead because there is a significant difference between those things. Like, depends on what you're into. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, not to say that children being murdered is somehow okay, but it's like a different thing in our society than children fucking in the sewers. To remember their way home. Remember that song by Oasis? Couldn't they just click their heels together three times? What song? Kids are running around naked fucking in the bushes. That's a song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they do. But only one bush. They all fuck that same bush. And then they're like, oh, oh, let's go home now, guys. And then they leave and they're like, hey, uh, Blood Brothers? And they're like, yeah, yeah, definitely to pop that wide open. Eskimo cousins. (laughs) Eskimo cousins? Yeah. What does that mean? Is that what they say? Or is it just like one? It's just dudes that have banged the same girl. Oh, God. Milk brothers or Eskimo cousins. (laughs) What the fuck does that even mean? I think it's pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Milk brothers? Yeah. That's not as good as Eskimo cousins. Eskimo cousins is way more fun. (laughs) But then they like cut their palms and do like a blood brothers oath kind of bullshit. To they return, all, they read or come back. But Stan's like, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just come back. I just did it once. I'd I rather kill it. myself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into gingers. So then uh, it flash forwards to the present day, where now, like, uh, who dies? Eddie, Eddie. dies. They're, he, fighting, they're fighting the spider, and they're just beating the shit out of it. But it rips off Eddie's arm, and he bleeds to death, and he dies. Is he the one that dies? Eddie, yeah. Okay, Stan's already dead, right? Because he uses his his uh, aspirator. And it was a giant eyeball for a minute, and they just beat the shit out of the eyeball, and he sprays it with the aspirator and says, oh, it's battery acid because it's the power of belief. Right, because I actually find out that he, the kid has no medical issues at all. Yeah, his mom's just crazy. It's, uh, there's a scene where he's, he has like a fucking like a, a, you know, root beer float or something in the pharmacy. And the pharmacist is like, yeah, dude, your mom's been lying to you. It's, yeah, this is, this is water vapor. <laughs> with cat, cat, some kind of like... Uh, cat piss. It's cat piss. Cat piss, yeah. Well, you're tripping. <laughs> Cheesing his fucking balls off. So, yeah, so he has... So, uh, Eddie gets his arm off and he dies womp, as an adult. And then they battle. Richie and Bill go and battle. And Hent and Ben runs around kicking all the spider eggs and beating them up. Bev just so there's cries. No Bev just kind of cries, yeah. Another like, bunch of fun in the sewer. And then they don't gangbang her again. No, they... mean. But they also all kind of remember. And they're like, like, oh, oh, you remember that? (laughs) Hey, Bev. Like, it's not the time, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Really, now? That does happen, right? They they do remember. And everyone's like, this is not the time to talk about this. They kind of remember at different times. 
Beverly members like at the hotel. It's like, oh, we all. Just, oh God, what have I done? I've got to uh. stop drinking. <laughs> 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 Not something we ever say, <laughs> no. clearly, because we have one we, more beer. We have one more beer, which is the one I brought for this scene. I bought this in uh, in Delaware. I was like, this has to work for something. And then, like, the next day, like, let's do it. Like, Perfect. It's called Hashtag Adulting from Evil Genius Beer Company. It's a guava IPA with Sister Cascade and Warrior. Mm. It smells fruity. There's some serious adulting that goes on in that sewer. Everyone knows that part of being an adult is uh, fighting international fear demons. And fucking in sewers. Well, and fucking sewers as, as children. That's what children do. <laughs> Adults fucking cleaner places. It'll make, a, it'll make a man out of you. If you it'll do also put a man in you. <laughs> Bev the man Six maker. Six in you. <laughs> Not at the same time. They, were, they, they formed an orderly queue. So then um, they beat the clown. They beat the thing. They kill it. And then it's like, just, hey, don't kill me. Will, will it it says, I'll, if you, you don't kill me, I'll give you everything you want. I'll make you live forever. You'll all be rich. And they're like, and they're like no, I'd rather you not eat everybody, man. And Bill's like, fuck you. And then he beats a falcon punch. So this is an interesting beer. I actually really like it. It's interesting, yeah. I like it, too. I've had several beers from Evil Genius. It is an interesting flavor. They have cooler names, usually, than beers, in my experience. I think beers are like, okay. It's goddamn guava again. It is. You know what? This is the first one I've liked. That was guava? That had guava in it, yeah. Maybe this is what a guava tastes like. Because it's just guava and hops and, like, guava and mango and a a cat. (laughs) Yeah, but why would adding... Also, mango make it worse. That doesn't make sense. I mean, that's not it's possible. Just, I mean, it's just harder to differentiate what, it, uh, what the singular guava flavor is. Perhaps. I guess it in my head. But they were also bad. Taste. Also, not good beers. Those yeah, well, a lot of them were sour. Beers of course, too, this so. isn't yet sour or tart. It's actually very sweet. It's, you know, I mean, it doesn't taste like beer. It just kind of tastes like sweet. Yeah, it tastes kind of like juice, like carbonated juice, which I'm okay with. I like this. I'm trying to just find out how much how strong it is. It's 65 IBUs and it's 6.8% alcohol. Cool. So it's on the higher end of just regular IB, uh, IPA. I dig it. I like it. Just like yeah. they dug into Beth. So it's then so deep. they... Especially Ben. <laughs> um, so they kill the monster, and then they are going back above town. And there's and a the giant rainstorm. Is like being the fucking destroyed. Entire downtown, like, sinks. What the, weatherman like called it, he said the weatherman called it an extraordinarily disciplined low-pressure system. <laughs> Whereas, like, just a hurricane right in the center of town, leaving everywhere else around it totally fine, and it destroys pretty much everything. Because and it killed it, a whole lot of people, and there's a lot of little vignettes of people getting fucking killed. That's hilarious. Like the old, old man who's ninety something, and he said he'd never skip a day of taking exercise, walking. Walks down the street and got his head cut off by a flying tree, and he kept walking for several steps before he died. Right before he even knew it. Yeah, there's a lot of like. I mean, again, why was that there? And well, I'll save that actually. Like you know, at this point, you got to go all in. Just like they went all in on Bev. That's exactly it. You gotta gangbang this story. Oh, we're doing it. And then the so anyway, the people who again. survive, the main characters who actually survive this at the end. Mike lives in the hospital. They he didn't die out. They start out. to lose their memories actually pretty fast. <laughs> Even though they again? have they have kind of like you know some some resu- yeah resolution. If they are if they are reminded, they kind of understand that they know these people. But they don't oh really yeah, know there why. there was a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me think about that. Within like like by the end of breakfast, they're like, oh, and I know you took my virginity, but who who are you again? And then they all kind of go back home slowly. Or Ben Ben and, ben and Bev, Bev leave together because yeah. after all those years, he was finally going to hit that again. She's like. I need and her husband's just dead. His, his, his brain exploded from an interdimensional space demon. Bill's going to go hang out with his wife, who I think wakes up, right? She's and catatonic. She, she doesn't remember anything? She, she does eventually wake that's up. That's the, right at the, the end, end of the book is him waking her up by taking her on a bike ride. Oh, yeah, on silver. Yeah. So, I mean, any other important things? Like, they all kind of forget. They wander away and like, hey, see you never. See you Peace. maybe. And then they know they won't because they won't remember. That's sad. It's kind of sad. It's like how high school ends. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, let's keep in touch. And then you do Goodbye. Don't. 
<laughs> they invented a whole website just for this, and we still don't do it. <laughs> Catch you on the book face. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the plot, essentially. That's definitely the plot. It. That is a goddamn fucking intense plot. It took us like four and a half hours to record that. Jesus Christ. It's a long fucking book. Okay, so my one, I mean, the story, fine. The story's okay. It has some serious weirdness to it. But yeah. it's fine. But Stephen it's King often has some serious weirdness. True. You know, I, did, I didn't love the book, but it was okay. I mean, I just knew it was going to be a thriller, mystery, kind of like weirdness kind of thing. And I didn't, wasn't disappointed. I didn't have high hopes. And so, you know, I wasn't disappointed. This is another one of my favorite books. I think this is a bloated, uh, stupid book. Like, it should have been half as long. Yeah, could have been. And if any other writer, other than Stephen King in 1985... <laughs> tried yeah. to submit this to a publisher they'd be like go fuck yourself but because he had a string of big bestsellers they're like yep well, this is whatever print. you want this is one of them though sure but they had others he had no, others before this unsuccessful right? yeah I mean, no like, but it's only but it's only but it's also only because his fucking I mean how many people purchase it versus Reddit I mean, people that like his books you know, people that are into Stephen King this is one of his best well then that doesn't make me want to read too many but more of his because he was successful Yes, editors That's or why publishers I, yeah. were were happy to publish whatever it was, even though this was way too long and a ton of it didn't need to be there because he was successful. No sort of moderately successful, okay, yeah. not unknown or moderately successful author could get away with a fourteen hundred page trying to paperback publish something book. like this. Yeah, like the paperback edition is like fourteen hundred pages. Is it enormous? It's like eleven. It depends on the on the edition. Yeah, I guess the edition. But like I, I saw this it's at a bookstore recently, long. and it's like, I mean, it is a long ass book. But I just saw it on the shelf, and it's like, it looks like a fucking dictionary. It's a huge book in person. I read it on the Kindle, so I don't really... I just know it has like a million locations. Yeah, so it's a fucking enormous book that shouldn't have been. Like, they added... Uh, they, Stephen King included all these other details that didn't need to be there. I didn't need to know about ben Han- uh, Mike Hanlon's parents. I didn't need to know about Bev Marsh's fucking abusive husband. I mean, really. also, in some ways, if you don't add those things, people say, oh, there's no real character backstory. It's just like, oh, because oh, he tried to have, these things he tried to have seven main characters. That's very true, actually. Yes, seven main characters. You know, but that, the reason why it's... Six and, the, and a half. The reason why it's the length of a Game of Thrones book is because there are multiple main characters, and he's got to go through the story for multiple things. Although this is still actually crazier than most Game of Thrones books. It's only weirder. Certainly weirder, yes. Though those can get a lot at times as well. All right, so bottom line, it is a it the book is a big investment of time. Yes, for the average reader, this is easily a month of reading. Yes, hell, it's a decade of reading for yeah (laughs) average reader. But if you're a person who reads a book every now and then, this is a big undertaking. Now it's not a difficult book. There's nothing. There's like you never have to look up a word. Vast. It's just a lot. It's dense, and it's I will I will admit fine to read. It's not the best writing I've ever read. But there's, it's not like it's, excruciatingly you know, it's boring. It's Stephen King writing. It's different. There's a weird... like You can always tell like if you're reading something after a while, like, this is, sounds like Stephen King. I don't know why, but something about this is this says the Stephen King. I don't know what the fuck it is. Is it worth the investment in time? I'm biased. So you say, hell yes. I also read all the Dark Towers and that shit, so that adds a lot to it. A lot of the back stuff and the weird other stories, it kind of all adds more. So, I, I mean, yeah, is it too long? Yeah, it's probably fucking too long. But also... If you like it, cool. Nate? I don't think average people need to read it. You know, I thought it was fine. And, you know, I read a lot. And so this is merely that's like, it. it was one book. This is the length of three books. And so that's really not, a, I mean, it's a big investment of time, but it's not, it's not like this is the only book I'm going to read this year. So it was fine. You know, it definitely took a while, but I was on vacation, so I, I had time for it. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I felt like it was so hyped up. I mean, I started reading it when the movie came out, and or shortly after when I saw the movie, which was like I guess when it was sometime last year. Yeah, early in the year, last fall. Well, it came out in the last fall, but I watched it October. 
probably. Yeah, it came from like Halloween. But I started reading the book in like February or something like that. And then I read it on and off for like a month and a half because I didn't love it. And it would be like, oh, 45-minute chapter. I don't have time for that shit. Let me start something else. So it took me a while longer to read than it should have taken. But so many people were like, dude, it is the best book. Not only is it Stephen King's best book, it might be the best book ever. I don't think it's his best book. A lot of people were like, I mean, I've seen people online, like, like people tweet nonsense. I guess like a thousand retweets. They're like, can we just admit it is the greatest novel of the 20th century? Like, that's, I mean, people are fucking idiots. Plenty of people are stupid. But, but plenty of people think that this is like a literary triumph. I don't think that. I loved it. I thought it was a great book. I don't think it's a literary triumph or the greatest book of the 21st century, 20th century, I guess. It came in the 80s. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's long. But if you like it, I'd rather read one long-ass book than three books. It's like, okay, well, what the fuck am I get out of that? Well, what did you get out of this? I mean, I got more out of it because of the other stuff that I've read. Like the name of the turtle? <laughs> the name of the turtle. I, I understand uh, if, it's, if you enjoy it. There's su- there's, there's, throughout it, there's, subtle, there's little tiny throwaway lines where it's like, if you didn't know the other stuff, it'd be like, oh, I get it, okay. So it's kind of like insider jokes. You don't, you don't, you don't feel cooler, but <laughs> but it's like ah, I understand. Lots Stephen King's thing. Like this, you mentioned the Stephen King universe, where like all of his fucking books relate somehow in some crazy, very weird way. Crazy web with yes. a spider on it. Yes, on that web is it. I uh, I just don't, I don't think I'm gonna go read the rest of his books anytime soon. But I've read probably five or six at this point. Uh, they're fine. They're all fine. This was a, this this must have been his longest. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But he has other longer ones. Very long. He's got, like, well. the, the last few Dark Towers are all pretty long, and he's got a bunch of other books that are fucking what, long. What was that the other stand one? Is the huge. Stand I was thinking of. I read the, like, uncut version, you know, bigger, longer, and uncut, and it was just like, all right, it's fucking long as shit. Dumbass. Like, that one I didn't like as much. Randall Flagg, whatever his name is. The ultimate deus ex machina. Yeah, fucking stupid. Randall Flagg comes up a lot in other stuff. <laughs> in the Dark Tower, right? Yeah. Isn't the stand kind of like a prequel to that? Not part of the exactly. It's, I don't get it. Yeah. I read the first Dark Tower. You read it too, right, Nate? Yeah. What did you think of that? Did not like it yeah. at all. I thought it was just... In fact, I only made it through the first Dark Tower the third time I started it. Because it's like, oh, this is the thing that, you know, is out there and I should read. I really did not like it. Yeah, that's and that's like his magnum opus. Is the Dark Tower his Lord of the Rings. I actually really dug The Shining. I thought that was pretty solid. I read The Shining. And I liked Christine and... Um, Delicious car people. It doesn't eat people. It just runs them over and shit. It eats them... It's their soul. I liked what I liked about it, in that one. Every chapter starts with a lyric from like a 1950s rock and roll song about cars somehow. Because <laughs> most rock and roll songs are like, you know, I'm gonna go drive my car down to the sock hop. You know, <laughs> uh, that book was pretty good. Uh, what else? Yeah, Dark Tower was probably my I least favorite. I read all the Green Miles. They're pretty good. They're like short. They get, they add up to one full book. Oh, I didn't know that's how it worked. Okay, they're like six novellas. But just in us talking for this amount of time, he's released another book probably. Yeah. He, Even though he stopped doing cocaine. He puts out like a, at least a book a year, it seems. He is one of the more prolific writers. Can't all be zingers when no. you do it that rate. I'm sure a lot of them are shit. And I've read a lot of ones that weren't that great. I like the werewolf one. Or, oh, Misery was actually pretty solid, yeah. I read, I read Cell, where yeah. some terrorist oh, sent out a signal through cell phones, turns everybody into zombies. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're not zombies, but like, like brain dead people. Not like undead. But yeah, it's not great either. That sounds dumb. So you're a big mm-hmm. Stephen King fan, I guess? No. Like a me- well, compared to Stephen King fans, it's hard to be a big Stephen King fan. Yeah, right? like I liked The Dark Tower a lot. I liked it and a handful of other ones. But I, I don't like seek out his works like I saw them read The Shining or Misery or all the... The Running the big, Man? The big hits. Uh, the Running Man will always be Armed Force Nigger. Well, yeah, totally. But it's, a, it's one of his Bachman books, is The Running Man. Is it the same thing? Bach, well, he had a pen name he I used. I mean, but like, is that book the Yeah, book? yeah. Oh, totally. it is? It? Yeah. Okay, all right. Then yes, I love that one too. 
<laughs> but the movie version was definitely better because of that uh, Arnold? Electrifi- electrifying uh, opera singer. I have not watched The Running Man it's, uh, in 20 years. It's, uh, it's a beautiful work of art. <laughs> it's like watching someone take a dump on cinema. Like, here, enjoy. Yes. I watch a big Austrian man run around it and try to act. He's running, man. Fair enough. So, all right. I think the book was fine, though ultimately not worth it. I thought it kind of fell apart about three quarters through. Jimmy thinks it was great. Nate, you fall in between, one side or the other? I mean, I guess in between, but it really, I, I do agree that by the end, I just wanted it to the be The end over. is one of the weird shit really starts to happen. But you see, you call it weird shit, and I'm calling it stupid shit. Like, yeah. Like, but it, it, it's just... It's I kind think, of a, a suspension of disbelief. But it takes to But not disbelief, but like, it's suspension of like, you have to enter Stephen King's weird, coked-out world. I, yeah, fine. I guess if I was a scholar of Stephen King, I'd be willing to do that. But like, I just want a book that's entertaining. And I was entertained for a lot of it. You know, I was like, man, why am I reading all this crap about this fucking 1931 shack? But at the a end... Giant the, turtle. And they're like, wait, is a turtle and a spider from another dimension and he landed in Maine when they were dinosaurs? Like, this is fucking <laughs> stupid now. And they're fucking each other in the sewer so they could remember. And then they instantly forget. Like, I thought that was, I thought the ending just fell apart. I, I thought it really just was like, eh, he just ran out of steam. Or Coke. Both, maybe. Yeah. Is or too much. Yeah. Never too much. I think this book is an example of too much in just about every shape, way, and form. <laughs> it's got the Amadeus problem. Too many notes, except too many words. Exactly. Just too many. I agree. It just, you should, it, a, an editor with some fucking cojones would have been like, listen, you got to cut some of this shit out. We're going we're gonna to take this 20% of the book out. If it didn't have the interludes at all, how would you feel about it? You know, the interludes were interesting. I thought all that was like painting the picture of the town was interesting stuff. It just could have been done more succinctly. You know, like it, it didn't need that much level of detail. So much of that could have been given out in conversations between other characters. Hmm. Especially since one of the characters is a fucking amateur historian. Yeah. yeah he could have just been like, hey guys, I found well, those this. Well, those were from his perspective. It was him telling those stories. But it could have, you know what? It could have made it much shorter if like, he just like, interviewed a person and they were like, hey, did you hear about this thing? No, tell me about it. And he says it very briefly. He's like, well, that's creepy. Next chapter. Yeah. Instead of it being 40 pages, it's 12. That would have added up. And then I don't need to know that Stanley Uris once worked for like B.F. Goodrich or whatever the hell he did <laughs> in Atlanta. I don't care. Like, that's not important when the end of the chapter is him killing himself. That's just a that's a writer with serious arrogance to demand that you read all that crap when it doesn't matter. All right, can we? That's how end I feel. This. That's how I felt about the book. Yeah. All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc as in book club, or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>